episode 163 of Cowboys Right for the Podcast. My name is Joel Penfield, and we're I'm just leading into our interview here. Just a little quick intro for you. Uh, Philip and I had the opportunity to interview uh, former Oklahoma State basketball player Trey Reeves on the podcast this week. He told some great stories from his time uh, on the basketball team and you know, about being you know the guy at the end of the bench and what that role was like, the leadership role he really took on in his last couple of years, and just some other great stories from everything in between. It was a really awesome time. Trey is a fantastic guy, so be sure to give him a follow. He plugs his social media at the end and wish him the best of luck in his uh, his life outside of basketball. Uh, for anybody that's new or if you listened before, be sure to leave us a, a rating, a five-star rating, or just let us know what we need to do to improve and what your comments on the podcast. We're trying to get to as many interviews as we can as we all are you know, in social uh, isolation and uh, quarantine right now, trying to get through this uh, all together here. If you have any ideas for anybody that you'd like to, uh, us to reach out to, uh, to see if we can get an interview, let us know. Be sure to tweet at us at CowboysRFF or uh, leave a comment or DM Philip or I, and we will try and uh, do the best we can to get that interview. We want this to be as focused on the listeners as we possibly can. So be sure to let us know what you think, and we look forward to hearing from you guys soon. Without further ado, we'll get into our interview with Trey Reeves. Philip and I are now joined by former Oklahoma State basketball player, multiple time, uh, first team academic, all Big 12, uh, son of a legend in Oklahoma State, Trey Reeves. Uh, Trey, how are you doing, man? Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Of course, it's my pleasure to be here. Thank you, guys. I'm doing great. How are you? Oh, doing pretty well. Just hanging in the best we can right now with, with everything going on. But we're uh, we're glad to at least still kind of get content, talk to former players. Obviously, it's kind of been a whirlwind the last a few weeks, and you were you know a part of a you know crazy end to a basketball season. So we wanted to you know kind of get your thoughts on that, your career, and all that good stuff. No, for sure, that was uh, definitely not the ending we expected. Probably not the ending anyone was expected or any. Uh, or anyone was expecting and anybody really wanted, but it's how it went out of our control. And um, just, it's uh, definitely fits right along with about, or it fits right along with everything that's went down during um, my, my four years, as well as Thomas, Lindy and Cam. Uh, We had some rough patches along the way. So that was kind of the cherry on top. Yeah, you guys had a, I think volatile might be the right word, uh, four years there in Stillwater with with some some really hard times, um, losing a losing a teammate, uh, coaching changes. Uh, I mean, some some seeing how many players and teammates that were were removed from the team. Um, you know, just. It, this core group that that made it through to the end, you and Cam and 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 Lindy and, and Dizzy, like by by the end of all of this, like how how do you guys as a group look back on your time there in Stillwater? You know that's uh, that's interesting. We look back on it. Uh, we talk about it quite a bit. We have, and uh, even on the bus ride back from Kansas City, we did um, once season was officially over. NCAA came out. Um, said that no tournament or postseason games were going to be played uh, moving forward. So uh, we knew season was over, and we talked about it then a little bit. And it's uh, it's crazy just to think everything we went through, and not a lot of guys get to go through even parts of that. And we had several different things like that. So um, it, it's crazy, but it did pull us 
together. I mean, I think we're all closer because of that and we made it through. So, I mean, it was definitely a four years to remember. So take me through the decision to go ahead. And when you had the opportunity to walk on Oklahoma state, was that uh, something you, you really wanted to do? Were there opportunities to maybe go and play elsewhere, maybe a smaller school and, you know, get, get on the court a little more often, or was it, was it, was the opportunity to put on that Oklahoma state uniform, you know, something that's treasured, I'm sure by you and your family, uh, and too good an opportunity to pass up. You know, there were probably chances to go to, um, smaller schools, um, around here probably i mean not not division one probably but um still yet smaller schools that the opportunity to be on the court might have been a little bit more but when the chance came up that was definitely um my first priority and definitely something i'd always dreamed of so that was um that was really a no-brainer when it came to which school i was going to so I, I'm just curious, uh, would you say you are the smartest guy on the team? I mean, the number of academic All-Big all 12 achievements, <laughs> uh, the 2019 recipient, recipient of the Do- Dr. Gerald Ledge, I'm going to say that wrong, Academic Achievement Award, which is like the best academic award for the Big 12. Like, you're a smart guy. Would you say you're the smartest guy on the team? Uh, I may be a little biased, and I don't like to really toot my own horn that much but being honest probably so (laughs) i i would i would hope so i don't know for sure but i would in my eyes i am (laughs) don't know if that don't know if that means much but i think that means something hey you know it's uh, so so from that standpoint you know you're a smart guy Uh, as we were talking about before we came on here you're you're studying for the lsat right now which bless you man that's um that's a lot. How's that going? No, it's going well. It's going well. Um, it's definitely a pain and it's difficult, but we'll get there and we'll get it done. So see how all this goes, especially with graduate school right now. I'm in all these online grad, uh, grad classes. So all of it's kind of, it's, it's keeping me busy. We'll say that. What, what's the, what's the next step for you then? What's, uh, what are you doing after grad school? Well, I'm uh, in graduate school for accounting, and I'm going to take sit for the CPA exam next spring, so basically a year from, from now, um, and that's when I'll graduate uh, with my master's in accounting, and then hopefully by that time, I will have applied and been accepted to law school somewhere. I don't know where yet, but um, and then heading off to law school. Hey, good for that's you. That's awesome. Good for you, man. So with the university not having on-campus classes anymore, everything is online. How has that changed everything for you? I know when I was in college and I tried to do online classes, it never went well for me at all because the motivation level just shrinks down significantly. How have you been handling just having everything online? No, that's definitely um, an adjustment. And I'm back home, so there's a few more distractions back home, except for... uh, the COVID thing kind of limits that, but the temptation's always there to go fishing or go outside, something like that. Um, and I mean, with my family, so that that opportunity is always there. But um, really, just know what I have to get done. So I have to, I have to force myself to stay on top of it. Um, I've done a decent job so far, so hopefully that can, uh, hopefully I can keep that up. 
So let's talk about your time with the team a little bit more here for a second. I, I'm always curious about the guys who who don't tend to see much action. But I, I don't know that there's any cheer quite like the cheer from the fans when the game is kind of decided and, and players like yourself get to come out on the court and someone hits a shot. Like how how does that feel to know that like the fan base just like loves you and you guys, even though you are not necessarily a guy who's going to come in and, and make a major contribution as far as putting up points and, and, and dishing out assists. But yet when you get the opportunity to take the court, people just like, it's, it's weird. Like they just kind of lose their mind, but they love it. They love to see you out there. They chant your name. What's that like, man? That's uh that's definitely something you embrace uh, or I do at least as an athlete. And, even though I'm not out there, it's not a, a whole lot. It's nice to see. Um, it's nice to know that the fans are behind you. Nice to know that they they recognize even if you don't score all the points or see all the minutes on the court or whatever. Even if you're on the end of the bench, they they recognize how much work you put in. They recognize how you try to represent the university. They um, and they, I mean, especially at Oklahoma State, I can speak firsthand. They from day one, take you in and you become theirs and it's uh, part of their family. And so it's, it's definitely nice and it's definitely um, encouraging and kind of how I said earlier, you always dream of doing something or dream of playing here. Um, and that's not exactly how you think of it growing up. You know, you don't necessarily think of being at the end of the bench, but when it comes time and, you do hear everyone chanting your name or cheering for you as you enter the game or whatever. That's there's not a whole lot more you could ask for. That's definitely um, something I cherish. Well, I do want to ask you about the the one game that you did get some decent minutes in against Arkansas a couple of years ago when I believe Kendall Smith was sick, Tavar Shine was hurt. There was a couple of, I think someone else was out too. I can't remember, but there was a significant need off the bench. Did you like, how did, was preparing for that game any different for you than, than any other? Because you knew there was probably a good chance you were going to get in. Well, preparing for it, not necessarily, you know, because some of those injuries happen close to the game. The sickness came up close to the game. Um, I mean, really coming into that, you know, people always want to say, hey, you might have a chance to get in this game or hey, whatever. But it, honestly, it didn't feel a whole lot different than any other game. And then it got there and all that stuff kind of came down the pipe. And um, it was almost game time before you realize, hey, if I have to, I, ha- I mean, if that opportunity arises, that could be the day. But um, that's also kind of key in the approach you take in everyday practice and everyday preparation. You just want to stay ready all the time um, because even sitting at the end of the bench or even not playing a ton or whatever the case may be, you never know when that opportunity will arise, when, uh, um, when your name will be called and you just got to be ready. I mean, that's, that's what we're there for, right? It's to work hard and be ready when our numbers call, help the team any way we can. So just got to be as uh, well prepared for that as we can. So to, to balance off that, kind of walk us through what your role is during practice and, and during preparation. Um, as a guy who's who's not a starter and doesn't see a lot of minutes on the court, like what what is your role and how does it differ from those guys? You know, I think 
um, in general, people like me who um, don't play as much do have a role in practice just to help those other guys get better and to give everything we've got at every practice. Um, me specifically, I um, through the, through my time there, and especially um, Coach Coach Mike, he really um, he really helped me grow into that. But what and really, we had several conversations about it. But um, what I tried to do is just be that vocal leader, be um, use my knowledge of the game, use my uh, knowledge of our system to help those younger guys when they came in. Um, be a vocal leader from to people all the way from the younger guys to seniors and just to um you know give my best every day set an example in any way I can every way I could and um just try to be that example that um others could follow even if my talent or my skill wasn't quite to the same level and um a lot of times that didn't involve uh, a lot of vocal leadership so let's talk about coach Boyton real quick um Obviously, it seemed, you know, he's very beloved by the fan base. I really think uh, we had the opportunity to talk to him about a month ago, about 48 hours after everything tra- that transpired in Kansas City. He gave us a little bit of time. And just from talking to him for a half hour, I mean, he gave us way more time than we deserve. He was so personal and kind to us. What was he like day to day with you guys? No, you described it in a nutshell. Um, but to expand on that, he's he's very personable. He's um He's a genuine man. He's uh, and he really cares about us as far as that goes. Coaching, uh, coaching. I think he's a good coach and all of that. But what meant more to me is the personal relationships he had with us. Is the um, development that, or well, him helping me develop as a leader into the person I am today. Um, Cause it's not all the time you get people that really recognize um, or coaches that really recognize the impact that, that someone in my spot at the end of the bench could have. And he really, he, he saw that what I was trying to do and helped me along the way, helped me develop into that. And um, not only with me in that role, but he helped everyone I think in their roles and always was someone that, just cared for us as players and for the team, but more importantly as us as uh, individuals and as men, uh, young men. So, you know, you, you've been there pretty much for all of what Ted coaching career at, at Oklahoma state. And this is his first job as a head coach. And obviously he's, you know, kind of having to learn on the job at, at a program like Oklahoma state. So I, I'm curious from an inside perspective, what have you seen of him as far as growth? What do you think are the, some of the things that, that you, you feel like he's learned and, 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 and how has he changed from his first year in charge to, to this year? Um, you know, there's a lot of things, or well, a lot of small things, just as a coach that I think anyone would have to learn. Um, when you don't exactly know the ropes coming right in, um, I think he did a great job coming in, learning quickly. And I think that, because of that, you see the, the small change in that development and um, just small things as far as coaching goes, as far as game plans go, as far as that, you know, they see a couple of different things tried until he uh, finds what he likes best. But at the end of the day, like I mentioned, he's a genuine 
person. He definitely cares for us. He cares. He, he wants to win. And basketball wise, that's, I mean, that's the end goal. And in life, he wants us to succeed in life as well. So those are kind of the two driving factors by, behind him. And I think that those two things are going to continue to help him develop. And I mean, like I said, those, those have been the backbone of what he's been doing. So I think all the way through. Is there a game during your entire career, whether a game you played in or not, that really sticks in your head above the rest that was like, yep, that was my favorite game from my college career? Well, we already touched on it. I had to say the Arkansas game. You know, that, um, those were actually – I scored in that game. That was actually um, my only two career points. So that one, that one sticks out to me a little bit. Um, and getting to play in a close game and, you know, I – kept a score sheet from that game and everything else. So I definitely say that one fans out to me just because, and also it's close to home, about an hour, hour and a half away from home. So I had a lot of, a lot of family, a lot of friends in that game. So all around it was a, besides the, uh, besides the loss, we ended up losing that game. But I, I think that that one definitely stands out to me. Yeah. I remember that game. I, I was there, I was in the stands. That was the, Oh, that was a tough loss, but that was a that was a crazy game. You guys played, considering how Oklahoma State came into the game with with the injuries and the issues they had, you guys almost pulled that one off. It was nuts. Um, okay, so Trey, I want to throw. I'm just going to throw some questions at you. You don't have to just give some short answers. Um, if I don't think any of these should be uncomfortable, but I just I just have some questions about guys on the team this year uh of all the players on the roster right now who would you say is the uh, is the is the funniest guy funniest guy your okay I see wait that. what your is that's crazy okay all right uh obviously you have a lot of leaders on the team but who do you feel like uh is is the is the leader on the roster leader are you talking about um last year's roster or the returners uh well okay let's go with the guys coming back for next year guys coming back from next year um i'd have to say ice okay that's good to know that's good to know uh of the of the coaching staff who is the like the most dad of the group if that makes sense like he's gonna have the roll your eyes dad jokes guy oh dad jokes I don't know that any of them necessarily have all the dad jokes who I would think of maybe most as the, that uh, type personality, maybe uh, coach Cooper. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. I have another question about the coaches real quick. Who is the one coach that you absolutely do not want to play in horse? Cause you know that they'll beat the crap out of you. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Keaton count on that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he does. <laughs> Definitely had to throw him uh, as my first first choice as ones I would not want to play. Uh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, can your dad still break a backboard? Oh, break it? I'm not sure. He can still he can still dunk. I'm not sure. I don't know. Maybe if he tried his best. Still don't know though. That's a lot. That's asking a lot. Okay. Um, well, let's wrap on this. Uh, best practice story just best like story you can recall of your of your four years there during a practice 
Oh, best practice story. Um, oh, uh, Coach, Coach Hanson this year wants to uh, – we, we talk about we, – you know, we have these sayings and these mantras as we go through the, through the year, and they're, they're different things. Sometimes they're a little random, a little off the wall, but most of the time they have a meaning behind them, and we kind of try to carry that into – into games, into practice, everything else. And um, I can't remember when it was, but this year at some point um, we were having we – were, we were going on the road. We were really trying to get going because we had a little road stretch that we needed to win some games on. Um, and we started coming – we started – the coaches started um, saying roadkill a lot, you know. Like that, that kind of turned into our mantra. And we were in – uh, in our little huddle before practice started and everybody was talking and stuff and he he comes out of the lobby across the gym floor nobody sees him and he's holding up a dead raccoon that he went and found off the side of the road and straight straight the straightest face you could get comes out into the middle it comes right between a uh, one of our coaches and a player I can't remember who they were but comes in between them, barely misses touching them with the raccoon, holding it by its tail, comes up and holds it up, and his bloody guts hanging everywhere. <laughs> I, I will say he did have a towel over it, so he wasn't – oh, he was holding it with a towel, so he didn't have his hands <laughs> on it. But he comes out in center court, holds it up like a trophy, and says, roadkill, fellas, and that was <laughs> – that was it. Everybody took off from the huddle, though. That didn't. Uh... <laughs> oh, that's fantastic! That's great. Oh, that's good. He, he, he took that one. He took that little mantra a step further, though. With that. <laughs> Never heard of that, but um, a raccoon in the middle of practice, guts hanging out, and everything else. So. <laughs> but I think that I think that I don't think any story could top that ever. Uh, that's good i, I got no two. it was it was pretty great i i had to call and tell my parents after that one that was something that uh, i think there's pictures on twitter i think cowboy basketball put them but i don't know if you can find them they that was a while back i'll have to take a look at that all right so i got i got two more for you Trey, and then we'll get you out of here thank you for your time but no problem um take me through the practice uh a couple well, it was last season 2018 19 year when you found out you got you got put on scholarship, what did that day mean to you? And the way that they did it, having the team do that, you know, the whole quote thing, and then you finally read that you got put on scholarship. Take me through that day and what that meant to you. Yeah, you know, they um, we huddled up at the end, and Coach Mike, hey, we got something we got to say, or we got something we uh, – I don't even remember what he did, but he called – uh, actually, what he did, he just called one of the seniors up. And I can't remember, or juniors. I guess we were juniors at the time, but we didn't have any seniors. And called one of them up and um, started reading the – Started. Uh, he said, hey, read this. Started reading a little note or whatever, and then he called somebody else up. So Cam, Thomas, and Lindy came up, and I – they had a camera on it. I figured we were doing something for the donors. I kind of zoned out. I was just kind of wondering if I was going to end up reading or not. I kind of hoping I got to read for the video, but I didn't know what it was for. I figured it was for the donors or something. And um, I went up and read it and 
as soon as it said Trey Reeves was put on scholarship for the rest of the year or whatever, I didn't even get the sentence out. Um, everybody dogpiled me on the floor, all the players. And it was, a, it was a good feeling. I don't really think it hit me at that point, you know. Um, I mean, I thought it was cool. I, I mean, yeah, I was excited. I was excited. I didn't realize quite how big of a deal it was. Um, called my dad. He was working. Uh, no signal out in the out on the ranch somewhere. But called my mom, talked to her, and she was super excited. And we were going to Charleston and uh, flying out of Oklahoma City. And about halfway on the bus ride to Charleston, when it really hit me, what had just happened. And after that, I mean, I couldn't. I couldn't have been more excited. You know, I think it, it just caught me so far off guard at first. I was, I was in a little bit of shock, but about 45 minutes later in the bus ride, I was definitely, um, definitely feeling the experience and definitely pumped for that. And that was, a was a huge, huge moment for me. And I think that that's definitely one of the things I'll look back, back most fondly on, on my, uh, my time at Oklahoma state. All right. The last question I got for you so this past year in Bedlam, you were able to get into the game at the end with the game well in hand. <laughs> you got the ball, and there, there was a dude in your face, but you, I could tell you wanted to take that shot, but you get the hockey assist. You get it to your fellow walk-on, J.K. Hadlock, who makes the three. How tempted were you to take that shot at first? You know, I looking back, it was it was probably a good shot I should have taken. Um, probably something I, I mean, that's – Kind of what we were trying to do is get me a shot, and I had it. I didn't take it. Don't really know why I didn't take it. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm just glad he made the shot. He got the points. He got his um, his bucket on Bedlam and his senior year as well. And I mean, I I'm his I'm his biggest fan. I'm D's biggest fan, especially the walk on, especially the guys at the end of the bench, everybody on the team, but especially those guys. I applaud what they do, and I. I mean, I've been through it, so I know what it takes, and I applaud what they do, and I couldn't be bigger fans of those guys. And so I'm, I'm, I was more than pumped that he he hit the shot. I think that just says a lot about you, right there. That you had your opportunity, but you, you gave it up for your teammate. You know, I think that says a lot about you as a person, right there. I think that's super cool. Uh, Trey, thank you so much for your time today. For anyone that doesn't follow you on social media, where can they do that? Um, on Twitter, my handle is. Reeves Trey, and then on Instagram, it is sorry, I don't even know what it is. It's uh, Reeves Trey thirty three. All right, awesome. We'll get go ahead and give Trey a follow. Let's get let's get those followers up a little bit. Thank you so much for your time today. This was a ton of fun, and uh, that roadkill story made my day. So that, that was fantastic. <laughs> Thank you so much, man. Yeah, no problem. Thank you guys. <laughs>